All right, Rabbi, say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Kislev. To thank Josh and Becca Friedman for dedicating all the Shurim and Joshua's this month. Lili Nishmas, Josh's father, Yisrael Yehuda, Ben Rav Chaim, Rafael, Zichron, Levracha. To thank Sammy and Malka Esterson for dedicating all the Shurim this month in memory of their parents. Yitzchok, Leib, Ben Aaron, Akoin, Sarah, Rachel, Bas, Baruch, Avram, Hinda, Bas, Henech, Ephraim, and Amishchus of the continued gizunt and haslacha from Mr. Esterson, Admeva Esrim Shonim Tobos. Thank the Pepper family for dedicating the Shurim this month in commemoration of the yard site of Yosef Pepper, Yosef David, Zechron Lebracha, Ben Yaakov. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Steve Golaskov, in commemoration of his father's first yard site, Meshama of Nochum, Sender, Ben, Meshulam, Nosson, Shavan, Aliyah, and the family, Enochama. And to thank our week of learning sponsors, Ayal and Sarah Steinberg, for dedicating the Shurim this week, and this chos of a continued refuah for Shulamis Bas Susha. We'll say with that, let us begin. Thank all of our sponsors for all their incredible generosity and sponsorship. So we'll say with that, let us begin. Today's daf is Nun Beis 52, and we are picking up Emir Sashem at the Gemara on Nun Aleph on Beis 51b. We left off 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14 lines up from the bottom. So if you remember again, the theme of these Mishnayas, we're essentially going, it's, it's the same theme. I'm sorry. The same theme throughout all of them, which is the Mishnah essentially giving me two different cases, right? So for example, the, the, the principle that we're illustrating in each of these Mishnayas is, Benedarim Holchin Achar Lashon Bnei Adam. When a person makes a nether, in terms of how we understand or define that nether, we look at how the word is colloquially used. So what's interesting about these cases in the Mishnah is, let's just use the, the last example we have in the last Mishnah. So the Mishnah said, for example, if a person makes a nether, min hatsli, right? I take a nether that I'm not going to eat from tsli. So I will say so again, we look at how the word tsli is colloquially used. Tsli is usually used to refer to meat. Therefore, again, the nether tells me that a person can't eat roasted meat. As opposed to if a person goes ahead and says a more expensive term like, Sli Sha'ani Toei, right? I make a nether that I'm not going to taste any Sli. So that's a more expensive term, a more expensive term. And in that context, Sli ultimately refers to anything that is roasted. And that, be- that, that becomes the theme. So if you say, or Minakabush, Right, uh, that which is pickled. So again, that's going to refer to vegetables. Konam, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to taste anything that's pickled. That refers to anything that's pickled. So that that's the theme of all of these mishnayos. So says the Gemara. with that Tanya. Let's pick up with this. So Tanya says the Gemara. ben Omer dag If a person makes an ender and he says, "I'm not going to eat dag," right? Or I should say, the nether is, "I will not taste dag." He's prohibited to eat big fish, permitted to eat small fish. Apparently the word dag is colloquially used to mean big fish. Okay. But if a person says, I'm not going to eat daga, so that the feminine form, ultimately he can't eat small fish, but he can eat big fish. Also, again, so there's no longness over here. This is just talking about how these words, how these terms are normally used. Dug, dugga, shiny toy. I, what happens if a person, Lashon of his nether says, dug, dugga, right? I'm not going to eat dug, I'm not going to eat dugga, then I'm not going to taste these. What's the halacha? Asr ben gidolam ben Can't eat big fish, you can't eat small fish. 
Beautiful. Good. Armali Rafab Labaye. So Rafabas of Dabaye. So we'll say, let's analyze this for just a bit. How do you know this? Right? How do you know the Lashon of Dag Sha'ani Toim? Right? This Dag that I'm going to eat. Or Dag that I won't eat. How do you know that Dag ultimately means uh, big fish? Right? Well, in other words, we're saying Dag means big fish. Dag means small fish. Which is where do you get that from? Now, we'll say, it's interesting that the is asking that. Because, like, what do you mean where, you where am I getting it from? Where I'm getting it from is where? Is where? Ultimately, from how people use it. In other words, from how people use the word. That seems to be the theme that we are operating with this entire time. To which the Gemara says, and the Gemara gives an interesting answer from the popular Abaye, we might did actually time Godel, who dixiv, Vayiman Hashem dag Godel, Livloa Esiona. Very interesting. I will say, so this one we happen to have a scriptural proof to it. The Pasik says that Hashem went ahead and prepared a large fish. To swallow up Doug, to swallow up Yonah. So you see that the lotion of Doug, right? Doug is used in the context of Godal, of large. So therefore, again, a person makes a nether not to eat a Doug that ultimately refers to big fish and not small fish. We'll say it's just interesting as an aside, it says an aside, the Malbin points out on this Pasik, what does mean Hashem prepared? A large fish to swallow up Yonah. So the Mabim quotes the Medrash that says so beautifully that the fish that swallowed Yonah was created during during the seven days of creation, Dafka for this purpose. Dafka for this purpose. So I'll say sometimes in life something is created and its purpose only becomes known many, many thousands of years later. So this fish, this big fish, was swimming around the sea all of this time. Right? No one knew. Why, why does the world need such a big fish? What do you need such a big fish for? Until its tachlis became known when it swallowed up Yonah. The point that Baba makes is that sometimes Cheshbarahu puts us in this world to accomplish something, but yet what my accomplishment is, why I'm here, sometimes doesn't necessarily become apparent until sometime later on in my life. Everything in this world serves a purpose. For some things, their purpose is immediately apparent. For other things, it takes a little bit of time to figure out ultimately what the tachlis is. In any event, so the point over here the Gemara is making is that dug, dug means gadol. I says the pasuk says the Gemara v'hoksiv v'ispalo yona el Hashem elokav mimei hadaga. But one second, here's the problem. The problem is yes, the Gemara that the pasuk says Hashem that Yonah dived into Hashem from the belly of the fish, and here we'll say it's used feminine. Daga. We just said before that daga means what? Small fish. But now he's saying Yonah was swallowed up by a big fish. To which the Gemara says in the Gemara says Lokasha Dilma Palti Dug Gadol Ubal a Dug Katan. It's possible that Yonah was swallowed by a big fish, expelled by the big fish, and then swallowed up again by a small fish. I will say actually the Malbim again quotes the Medrash that says something so amazing that this is indeed what happened to Yonah. What occurred? Yonah was swallowed up by the big fish. And what happened? Well, so what happened when he swallowed by the big fish? Measure says, nothing. Meaning what? Yonah didn't daven. You have to understand the story of Yonah, which is a profoundly tragic story, is that Yonah was ready to die rather than go ahead and perform his agency of delivering the Nevoah to Nineveh. Remember, his job was to go to the city of Nineveh, which was the capital of the Assyrian Empire, and deliver a message of tshuva. And in that message of tshuva, the goal was to get the Assyrians to repent. Now, Yonah also understood 
that the repentance of Asir of Ninveh meant the downfall of Klal Yisrael. Right? In other words, in order to conquer Klal Yisrael, you have to be on a higher spiritual level than the Jewish people. So therefore, again, so therefore, again, Ninveh was being uplifted in order to go ahead and conquer Klal Yisrael. So Yonah did not want to go on the mission. He did not, and he was ready to sooner give his life. That's why, again, he's on the boat. He go, the boat is about to capsize. He goes below deck and he simply, he simply goes to sleep. It's because he's ready to die. He's swallowed up by the big fish. He doesn't daven. He doesn't daven. Kishparachu needed Yonah to daven. So Moses said, what did he do? So he had him again. Just points out he has him spit out by the big fish, swallowed up by the small fish. So now Yonah is incredibly uncomfortable. I guess you would think being swallowed up by any fish is uncomfortable. Apparently, again, he was swallowed up by like a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, you know, big fish. You know, so there wasn't, there wasn't such an urgency to daven. Now he's swallowed up by the small fish. And ultimately, again, and ultimately, he is, he is, he, he forced to daven. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, Daga means small fish. Ela Daga, so the Gemara says, as follows, Blay Dagatan, Ela, Vahad Daga, Sherbe, Yar Mesa. I'll say one second. Let's go back for just a moment. What about by the Mak of Dam? What happened by the Mak of Dam, right? So the Nile turns into blood, and the Pasuk says, the fish in the river died. You're saying Daga means small. So what does that mean? Mace, so Mesu, I'm sorry, Kitana Mesu, we don't know Mesu. So does that mean the small fish died, the big fish did not die? To which the Gemara says, so therefore we seem to have contradictory, contradictory understandings. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. We seem to have contradictory understandings as to ultimately, again, what Dag means. To which the Gemara says, Ella, Daga Mashma Gidol Mashma Kitana. Thank you so much. Rather, again, I will say what it turns out is that daga means big fish or little fish. Big fish or little fish. Ubenidarim halach achar lo shomani adam. I will say here it is again. It's just the same principle. But it's, it's interesting that the Gemara feels compelled to go through this exercise, which is just very interesting. But the Gemara says, really, daga could sometimes mean big fish. <laughs> Dagba could sometimes mean small fish. When we say, in other words, if you look at the way it's used in Tanakh, sometimes it can mean both. By Nedarim, we go after the colloquial use, and the colloquial use is Dag means big fish, Dagba means small fish. Good, let's finish up. Hanodja minat sachno. Remember again, we saw that if a person went ahead and made a neder, not to eat from sachno, he is mutter in taris trufa. I'm sorry. He is not, he is not, he's Asr Batar's Trufa. Supposed to say, remember again, Sachna, Sachna, the Ran said, was Dagim Kitanim Harbe Maluchim. This was, um, this is when you took a lot of small fish and kind of you mixed them together in a dish, salted it. Salted it, right? Some of them are minced, but the majority of them remain whole. So the Gemara says as follows what happens if a person says, I make a nether not to eat tzichin? What happens in that circumstance? Tiboi. Ultimately, again, that's going to be a teku. Good. Bosei that closes out that sugya. New Mishnah on the bottom of 51b. Nun Aleph on the days. Bosei, let's begin. Thank you so much. So the Mishnah says as follows. The Mishnah says, Hanodra minachalov. What's the interesting case? Person makes a nether, person makes a nether, not to drink milk. Not to drink milk. What's that? Mutter bakum. You're allowed to eat whey. 
whey, W-H-E-Y. Right, so make an edder not to eat chalav, you permit it to eat whey. Rabbi Yossi, also Rabbi Yossi says, no, you're not allowed to eat whey. In other words, a neder, a neder, on, a neder on, on milk goes ahead and covers or prohibits whey as well. Minakom, similarly again, if you make a neder not to eat whey, muter b'chalav, you're permitted to go ahead and eat milk. Shabbos says, so fundamental achlokes, Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbanon, as to whether or not milk or whey is included in milk or not. The Rabbanon saying no, therefore neder on milk does not include whey. Rabbi Yossi says, yes, it does. However, again, interestingly enough, everyone agrees that whey doesn't include milk. So if you make a neder not to eat whey, that is not going to go ahead and include milk. Incredible. Abishol Omer, Abishol says, if you make a neder not to eat cheese, asrba, so interestingly enough, a nether not to eat cheese essentially covers all types of cheese. All types of cheese. Salted cheese, unsalted cheese, everything is covered. If you take a look at the last run on the page, interesting. Apparently, and I don't know how this works today, but apparently, at least historically, the, ma- the majority of cheeses were salted. Were salted. So remember again, here's, what, here's this interesting tension. On one hand, we're saying that benedarim halcha achar lashon adam, right? That in general, in nedarim, we follow the way words are used in a colloquial context. So the Ryan's point is very interesting. Cheese was generally salted. So one might have thought that when you make a nether not to eat cheese, by definition, that would include only salted cheeses, but not unsalted cheeses. Kamash Mullah know that cheese is cheese, and cheese goes ahead and includes all kinds of cheese. Good. Hanoda ben Abbasar, interesting case. Person makes a nether not to eat meat, type of nun base. Mutter barotov ubikipa. Very interesting case, I will say. So if you make a nether not to eat meat, you're permitted in gravy and kipa. What's kipa? Take a look at the top run on 52A, Fidron Bezo Medalef. Barotov Kipa. Kipa Hainu Dak Dak Shalbasar. The kipa refers to, I don't know what you technically call this, but like if you're cooking meat, so the kipa is like the shreds of meat that come off, right? The, the pieces of meat. So remember again, gravy is the liquid, and then the kipa will be like the meat residue that often you have. So here's what's interesting if you make a nether not to eat meat, so we'll say, apparently, again, people colloquially use meat. When people say meat, what are they referring to? They're referring to the piece of flesh, right? To the piece of meat. What are they not referring to? To the gravy, or ultimately to the shreds of meat that come off as well. It's a very interesting. Behuda says, no, that that's also. Meat includes everything, right? Meat includes the gravy, and meat includes the kippah, the shreds of meat as well. On Rabbi Yehuda, very interesting about listening to this. Rehudi says there was a story. There was a story where the following happened. Where the following happened, right? So, so good. I'm sorry. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. There was an episode that occurred. Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon answered the following. We're supposed to listen to the case. So this was a case ultimately again where someone had made a nadar not to eat meat. Then what happens? They cooked eggs with meat. <laughs> cooked eggs with meat. And Rabbi Tarifin said, Rabbi Tarifin said, you're not allowed to eat the eggs. Rabbi Tarifin answered the beitzim that were cooked with the meat. 
So this was the story, this was the story that was presented. So Amrlo, they said to him, Cain had Yes, that is true, but when is it true? Amosai, when? Bizman Shiomar Basar Ze Alai. When a person makes the Lashna and he says, This meat Basar Ze is prohibited to me. Shahanodem in Adavar. Why? Because we'll say in general, when you go ahead, first of all, take a look, take a look at the Ran for just a moment. The Ran says as follows. So Amrulo, Bale Machlokuso Shal Rabiosi. Right? Those who argue in Rabiosi said as follows, Kin Hadavar, Kimosha Atomeid. So what you're saying is correct about the story of the Rabbi Tarphone. However, again, Aval in Zuraya, Shalo Asr Rabbi Tarphone, Ella Bizman Shamar Basar Zu Alai. So we'll say, we're going to flesh this up a little bit more in the Gemara. But what they're saying is, the case of Rabbi Tarboy, the eggs became prohibited because they were cooked with meat. What case was this? This was a case where a person said, Basr ze alai, right? A person said, this meat, this meat is Asr to me. Now I will say, when you make a statement, this meat is Asr to me, Right, what you're, what you're saying is you're making this piece of meat into what we call a chaticha di isura, a piece like literally again, the piece of meat becomes a, a matter of a dover of isur, a dover of prohibition. When that occurs, then anything that comes out of the meat is going to be usur as well, including what, including flavor, including taste. Back to the run for just a moment. Since Rabbi say a person said, this piece of meat should be ushered to me, that statement makes the meat what we call the chaticha di isura. It's a chafza of isura. It's, it's an item of prohibition. And therefore, anything that emanates from the meat, including flavor, is going to be usur as well. Back to the Mishnah. If ultimately, again, something is a, a piece, a prohibited matter, a prohibited item, and then that item gets mixed with something else, if the prohibited item conveys flavor, ultimately, again, it's going to be usur. So I will say, this is actually a pretty fascinating halach. I'll go back to the run for just a moment. So we'll say, so again, here's what's interesting about this. There are different ways you can be making this nether. A person could say, right, konam basar alai. Meat is asr to me. Okay, that's one way to say it. Or konam basar ze alai. This piece of meat is asr to me. So we'll say, of course, what's the community between those two, between those two prohibitions, between those two nedarim? So one is a nether devolving on a specific piece of meat, and one is a nether devolving upon meat in general. Okay, what the, what the Mishnah is highlighting over here is there's another fundamental difference. When you say this piece of meat, basar ze alai, what's happened over here is you've transformed that meat into a chaticha di isura. That piece of meat is now a chefza, an object of Isser. Because it's an object of Isser, anything that stems from it is also Asser. Including what? Including what? Including flavor. Including what we call an halacha, tam. So I'll say, so just, I'll give you just, an, just, just watch how this plays out. At least it sounds how it's playing out right now. If I go ahead and I say, I make a nether not to eat meat. Okay? Then I go ahead and I cook meat, and I cook eggs along with the meat. Right? Are the eggs mutter? Are the eggs mutter? Sounds like the answer is that should be yes. Why? Because the only thing I answered upon myself 
was meat. I can't eat meat. But again, eggs are fine. I was cooked with the meat. That's fine as long as I'm not eating meat. As opposed to when I say, Basr Ze'alai. This piece of meat, and I'm focused on a particular piece of meat, this piece of meat is also to me. And now I cook eggs with that piece of meat. What's the halacha? The halacha is, now again, if the piece of meat gives flavor to the eggs, the eggs are asr. Why the eggs asr? Because of the meat flavor. I, why is the meat flavor problematic? Because since I made that piece of meat into a chaticha di isura, a chaftza shal isr, anything that comes from it is asr as well. So if that meat injects flavor into the eggs, the eggs will be asr. You know so, that, that, so that's what's happening over here. So when, again, when Rabbi Huda retells this story that one time someone made an edra about meat and Rabbi Tarfa and then cooked eggs with the meat and Rabbi Tarfa and says you can't eat the eggs, they jumped in and qualified that. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's not always the case. That was a specific case where the guy in question said, Basr alai. The meat becomes a chaticha di surah, and therefore you cook it with eggs. If that meat injects flavor into the eggs, that's when it's going to be asr. Shanoder min hadavar. When you go and you make a neder, and you made the neder on a certain object, not in a category. Most remember again, we've seen this, right? Not in a category. You're not making a neder on meat. What are you making a neder on? We make a neder on this piece of meat. When you make a nether that is item specific, and then that item goes ahead and is cooked with other items, and it's cooked with other items, if the prohibited item inject, injected flavor into the permitted item, then the permitted item becomes aser. We'll say fascinating halacha. Good, let's go back there. Hanot brother, if we take a look at the Ran, the Ran says in the last last wide line in the Ran, So the Ran says again, if you take a prohibited item and you mix it in with a permitted item, and the permitted item injects flavor into the permitted item, the permitted item becomes prohibited. So we'll say it's a little bit back to our Hulun days in the end of the last cycle. Remember, again, I will say, the classic example of this would be if you don't have 60 times more eggs than meat. Right? Because remember, again, in general, we assume that taste is bottle bashishim, is right, is negated in a ratio of 60 to 1. So assuming over here I don't have the necessary ratios for bittle, the permitted item will become prohibited because of the newly injected prohibited flavor. Beautiful. So I will say, so again, just remember this distinction. Person says, meat is usher to me, a generic nedr like that. You cook eggs with the meat, the eggs are mutter. The eggs are mutter. You say, this meat is usher to me, Assuming that the meat injects flavor into the eggs, the eggs are usher. Why the distinction? In case one, you're not creating a chefza of iser. So because of that, flavor will not go ahead and impact anything. In case two, you're creating a chefza of iser. Once you get a chefza of iser, anything that comes from that chefza, from that object, is going to be usher as well. Fascinating. Weiter, hanodrimin so again, we'll say, same idea, same idea. Let's say I make a nether, I, not to drink wine. Konam yayin alai. Wine is asr to me. Okay. Then we'll say, what happens if I cook something with wine? So what's going to be that halacha? In other words, let's say I cook something along with wine. So that halacha is, it's mutter. It's mutter. As long as I'm not drinking wine, even if there's wine flavor in something, that's fine. Conversely, 
If a person says, this wine is usher to me, and then what happens? This glass of wine falls into a, falls into a dish. Falls into a dish. Then what's tam. If the wine injects flavor into the mixture, ultimately, again, it's going to be usher. So this is now a new dimension in our discussion, right? Remember, again, the Mishnah kind of begins with the same topic we've had, which is, you make an edder from milk, does that include whey or not? You make an edder from whey, everyone agrees it doesn't include milk. So we'll say, now we've transitioned. Now, now what we're discovering is something absolutely, so right, you make an edder not to eat meat, make an edder not to eat meat, does that include the gravy and the meat shreds? That's the again, the Rabbanon and Rabbi Huda, right? So we'll say, so now what we transition is like this. When you, one more time, then we'll go back there. When you make a nether not to eat of, of, a, of a category, I make a nether not to drink wine, not to eat eggs, okay? If you then cook wine or cook the eggs with another food, even if the wine or eggs, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I make a nether not to eat meat or not to drink wine, in a general sense, and then I cook other items with the meat or with the wine, even if the meat or wine injects flavor, it's fine, because the nether is only on the direct consumption of meat or wine. If I make an edger, I'm not going to drink this wine, not going to eat this meat. I will say, what's happened? What's happened? The meat, the wine, that's the subject of the nether, is now what? A chaticha di isura. I will say, it's now an object of isur. Because it's an object of isur, anything that comes from it, including flavor, is going to be asr as well. Therefore, if you take that piece of meat or you take that glass of wine and you cook it with other items, if it indeed injects flavor, it will asr any item it is cooked with as well. Beautiful. We'll say that's the Gemara. Amud Beis. Amud Beis. Let's go. Says the Gemara. <coughs> Says the Gemara. Or Minu. Raise the Kasha. Raise the question. Mina Adoshim. So this is an interesting case. Person makes a nether not to eat lentils. Asr ba'ashishim. You're not allowed to eat ashishim. So we'll say, what are ashishim? Take a look at Rashi. So I will say, this is actually very interesting. This is very interesting. So the way Rashi understands it over here is that Ashishim is bread, bread that is made from flour that had lentils mix, mixed into it. I will say, Tosis, Drash, others explain it as honey fried lentils. Lentils, lentils that are fried in honey. Okay. So the idea over here is, the idea over here is, I'm taking a nether not to eat adoshim. So now the Gemara is saying, included in that nether is also ashishim. Those ashishim, we'll call these honey fried lentils. Rabbi Yossi Matir, Rabbi Yossi says, no, 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 the honey fried lentils are going to be mutter. Now I will say, now what's going on over here? Now look at Rashi once more. Second line in Rashi. So Rashi is like this, Rabbi Yossi Matir, now, what's the pshat? Why does Rabbi Yossi say that the honey fried lentils are going to be mutter? Because Rabbi Yossi will say like this. What are lentils, Rabbi Yossi? What are lentils? Lentils. What doesn't like? When people colloquially talk about lentils, what are they referring to? Good old plain lentils. What are they not referring to? Ashishim. In other words, if a person wants ashishim, they're going to say what? They're going to say what? Please pass the ashishim. Right? That's what's going to happen. So we'll say, so now, we, look what's problematic about this. Look at, the, look at Rashi. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, if you make a neder, not to eat lentils, you're mutter and ashishim. Why? 
They're lo havi bichlal adoshim because ultimately ashishim are not included in the category of adoshim. So Rashi says kasha drabiosi drabiosi kasha drabana drabana. Both say now now we have a contradiction. What's the contradiction? What's the contradiction? The contradiction. If you look at if you just go right across in the line, you can see the definition ashishim amr dirushalmi. These are ultimately, again, lentils that are fried in honey. Okay, fine, so go back to Rashi. Remember over here, the Rabbanon are the ones who say that Ashishim are included in Adashim. Yet, here's what's interesting. Here's what the Gemara's perceived contradiction is. And now, right over here, the Rabbanon are saying that when you take a nether not to eat adoshin, that includes ashishin. Yet, the Rabbanon said in the Mishnah that when you make a nether not to go ahead, to, to go, you make a nether not to drink milk, it doesn't include whey. So the Gemara is seeing this as a contradiction. Because the Gemara feels over here that what the Rabbanon are saying is when you go and you make a nether not to eat a particular food item, it kind of covers all categories in that food item. So you make a nether not to eat lentils, it includes adoshin. If that's the case, then it's contradicted by the Mishnah, because then we should have said, when you make a nether not to drink milk, what should it include? What should it include? Whey as well. But yet, the Rabbanon don't say, the Rabbanon say, nether not to drink milk, doesn't include whey. And again, Question Rabbi Yossi as well. Why? What does Rabbi Yossi say? Over here, Rabbi Yossi says that Ashishim are not included in Adashim, and yet in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi holds that whey is included in milk. So we'll say this is what the Gemara feels is the contradiction. Because again, wh- 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 which one is it? Do you say that when you make a nender against eating a certain type of food or against eating food, that it includes everything in that category, all the derivative categories? Or ultimately not. Now, now the truth is, it's not really, it's not really a fair question. The reason it's not really a fair question, I will say, is because there's such a dramatic difference between milk and whey, right, versus lentils and honey fried lentils. Meaning why? Because I will say, the difference between adashim and ashishim is in a manner of preparation. The difference between milk and whey is that they're fundamentally different items. The fact that ultimately, again, they're derived from the same source, does not go ahead and, and make, but okay, but this is the kasha of the Gemara. To which the Gemara says, look, kasha, it's not a contradiction. Why? Marki asrei umarki asrei. I will say, remember again, both the Rabbana and Rabbi Yossi come from different places. So each one, I will say, again, it's always the same principle. But in Dharam, we go after how people talk. And again, Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbana hail from two different places where they spoke in two different ways. Listen to this. The Gemara says, In the place, right in the locale of the Rabbanon, they called milk, milk, and they called whey, whey. In other words, I will say, they had separate terms. No one ever called, in other words, no one ever called whey, milk. So if you never call whey, milk, then when you make a nether not to drink milk, it obviously does not include what? Does not include whey. Conversely, well, so here's what's interesting. In, in the locale of Rabbi Yossi, often, we'll say, you're right, they wouldn't call whey milk, but they would call whey the way of milk. Way of milk. So again, because there was an association between ultimately whey and milk, therefore in Rabbi Yossi's mind, Rabbi Yossi's locale, if you made a nether 
not to drink milk. It included milk and milk derivatives, which ultimately, again, includes whey. Fine. So I'll say, so once again, it's just, the Gemara is just reinforcing. And by the way, you have to say, it's the same thing over here by the Adoshin case, right? Ultimately, again, in the, in the Radbonon's locale, it was common to call Ashishim Adoshin. In Rabbi Yossi's locale, you would not ever call Ashishim Adoshin. And therefore, ultimately, that covers in how they interpret the nether. Beautiful. Tanya, I know the Minachal of Mutterbekom. We'll see another Brysa, another Brysa that kind of parallels the Mishnah. See, here we go. Another Minachal of a person makes a nether not to drink milk. Mutterbekom. He's permitted to go ahead and eat whey. Minachom. Person makes a nether not to eat whey. Mutterbekhalov. He's permitted to go ahead and drink milk. Minachalov. Similarly, again, if you make a nether not to drink milk. Mutterbekvino. You're allowed to eat cheese. Minachvino. If you take a nether not to eat cheese. Mutterbekhalov. You're permitted to eat. You're permitted to go ahead and drink milk. Good. Minachrotov. If you make a nether not to eat gravy. Mutterbekipa. You're permitted to remember again. Keepers, the meat shreds. Right? The pieces of meat that kind of fall off. That kind of fall off while cooking the meat. Mutter bekeeper. Mina keeper. If you make a nether not to eat keeper, mutter berotov. Ultimately, again, you're permitted to go ahead and you're permitted to go ahead and eat the gravy. In Amar Basar Zealai. Now, listen to this. Now we're going back. We'll say, by the way, this price pretty much just restates elements of our Mishnah. It's a nice summary. In Amar Basar Zealai. We'll say, if a person says, this piece of meat is also to me, as opposed to saying what? As opposed to saying what? Meat, in general. So remember again, this is our distinction that we reinforced a number of times in the Mishnah. A person says, Basar Ze'alai, this piece of meat is usher to me. So I'll say before we go on, remember again, what happens when you say this piece of meat is usher to me? Right? You make it a chaticha di surah, de isr. So now the piece of meat itself has become an object of isr. So Amr Basar Ze'alai, usher bo, you obviously can't eat the meat. Ube rot bo, it's gravy. Or it's meat shreds. Right? So in other words, you can't eat anything that comes off of that meat. I know them in Ayah. Similarly, again, if a person makes an edder not to drink wine, general nether, I won't drink wine in general. What's that? You are permitted to go ahead and eat a cooked dish, even if that cooked dish has wine flavor in it. Wine flavor. Amar konam yayin zeh shanitoy. But again, if you say, I take a nether not to drink this wine, and again, your nether devolves upon a specific glass of wine, and then that glass of wine falls into a cooked dish. So what's that? Ultimately, again, if the wine conveys flavor, ultimately to the cooked dish, then it is going to be asr. I just want to point out that we accept this distinction. Namely, when you make a generic nether, I won't drink wine. So ultimately, again, the only thing that's usher is wine consumption. If something is cooked with wine, even if there's wine flavor, it does not preclude you from eating the food. If you say, I won't drink this wine, I won't eat this piece of meat, and that glass of wine, that piece of meat, gets mixed in with something else, then enakinami, again, if it injects flavor, the originally permitted item now becomes prohibited. <coughs> Similarly, if you go ahead and you make a nether not to eat meat, not to eat meat. General, you are permitted to eat gravy and you're even permitted to eat the meat shreds because a nether about meat refers to a piece of flesh, right? The hunk of meat. However, again, 
If you say, I will not eat this piece of meat, then what? Not only are you not permitted to eat the piece of meat, but you're also not permitted in the gravy or in the meat shreds. Incredible. Mishnah. If a person makes a nether, not that to eat grapes, right? Right? So again, I make a nether, not to eat grapes. Mutrabi, I'm permitted to drink wine. I say a nether, not to eat olives. Mutter b'shemen, I'm permitted to go ahead and use olive oil. Use olive oil. But we'll say, so once again, it makes sense because the nether only devolves upon the object itself. In other words, I should say on the category itself. In other words, say, people don't call wine grapes and they don't call oil olives. So because of that, the nether only devolves upon the grapes and grapes only devolves upon olives. Amar, however, a person says, Konam zeisim ba'anavim elu shani tome. I will listen to this. If a person says olives and grapes, these olives and grapes, right? These olives and grapes that I will taste should be usher to me. Then ultimately again, usher bahem ubiotse bahem. Ultimately again, I'm us. I'm usher now in the olives, the grapes, as well as the derivatives from the olives and grapes. So I'll say, if you take a look at the run, right across, right across on the right-hand side, look at this, the run is, Konam Yain Shein Yitoyim Enough, no, 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 sorry. Um, no, not yet, sorry. We'll get to this. Good, so I'll say, so now listen to this. So what's, what's the logic over here? So the logic over here is like this. If you just go ahead and make a nether, general nether, not to drink, not, not to eat grapes or not to eat olives, that only covers olives and, olives and grapes doesn't cover the wine or the oil. But a person makes a Lashna, we'll see exactly what in this Lashna is problematic. But a person says, Konim zesim ba'anavim elu sha'ani to'em. Right? So I will say, sha'ani to'em sounds like if I taste, sounds like what the Mishnah is saying is, if I taste what? If I taste anything that what? Comes from these olives or grapes, it's asr to me. So that would ultimately, again, include wine and oil as well. Good, so let's go back there. Let's go ahead. It says the Gemara. So, Bayrami Brahama. So, we'll say very interesting, very interesting question. Bayrami Brahama. Elu, sorry, Elu Dafka, Oshaini Toeng Dafka. So, here we go. It's actually quite fascinating. So, here's what the Gemara is trying to understand. Right? Let's look at this last case in the Mishnah. Konam Zesim Va'anavim Elu Sha'ani Toeng. Right? That's the Lushan. Konam, these olives and these grapes that I will taste. So, what's Talacha? Not only can you not eat olives and grapes, but you also can't eat what? Can't eat oil, or can't drink oil and wine. So what's happening? says, which, which phrase is it here that creates the iser, not just on the olives and the grapes, but also on the derivatives? Is it elu, these? And when I say these, when I say these, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm creating a cheftza shell iser. And once I create a cheftza shell iser and algorithms, and then any derivatives are going to be asr, or... Is it sha'ani to'eb? Is that the phrase? Is that the phrase? Anything that I taste, which includes ultimately, again, any derivatives. So I was saying, we're just trying to figure out the Lashon Daf Kovar means which one, which, which one is absolutely necessary. Which, right, which is the necessary Lashon to create the Isra upon the wine and the oil. So if you say that it's Daf, it's the Lashon of Elu. In other words, when you say Zesim Va'anavim Elu, these, you're creating a cheftza shal iser, and therefore again the wine and the oil will be aser. Shani toim lavali. So I don't need the lashon of shani toim. Take that out. Take that out. 
To which the Lord says, no, no, no. Hakam Ashmalon, the Afal Gav, the Amr She'eni Toim, I will say, what does Nisha teach me? That even though if you said She'eni Toim, E the Amr Elu Misar, the Elo Lo. Perhaps it was what the Lord is trying to teach me, what the Lord is trying to teach me, is even if you said She'eni Toim, Right? So any time it could be looked at as an expensive lotion. I can't taste anything that comes from these grapes or wine. Maybe that should create, sorry, these grapes or olives. Maybe that should create the iser on oil and wine. Kamashlo, no, that's not what creates the iser. You know what creates the iser, Abosai? You know what creates the iser? Elu. That's what creates the iser. When you say these grapes, these olives, that transforms them into a chefza shal iser. And therefore, any derivatives, i.e., the oil and the wine, will be asr as well. So, I'm going to say, so we're still not sure which lashon is it. Is it the elu or is it the she'eni toim that creates the isr on the oil and the wine that comes from these grapes and olives? So, I'm going to say, Tashma, konam aperos ha'elu abalai. Person says, this fruit should be konam to me, right? Konam heinat lefi, or they should be konam to my mouth. Asr. So we'll say so again, not only can you not eat the fruit, but you also can't eat whatever the fruit is exchanged for, or whatever, if you replant the fruit, you can't eat the growth. We actually had this sugi before. And we'll say, what do you see from here? It's only chilufein and gigolein, that's problematic. Ha, biyotse, But what do you see from here? The derivatives of the fruit. So for example, if you were to juice the fruit, sounds like that would be mutter. To which the says, no, 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 who had din? No, no, even also the derivatives are going to be Asr. I will say ultimately again that the point that the Brace was trying to make over here is that Chilufayan and Gidulayan, because we've already had the Sugya, are just like the primary item itself. So if, guys, if you have an item that is prohibited by an ender and you exchange it for something else or you replant it and something else grows, those take on the original status of the item. So Tashma, so we'll say, so again, still have an answer to our question. Remember again, we'll say, what are we trying to figure out over here? A person says, here's the word. Konam zeisim va'anovim elu she'eni toim. Right, so konam, these olives, these grapes, Right, konam, these olives, these grapes, that I will not taste them. What did the Mishnah say? Not only are the olives and grapes, so what else is asr? The wine and the oil which comes from them. Here's what we're trying to figure out. What creates the derivative prohibition? What creates the derivative prohibition? Is it the word elu, because I said these, transforming them into a chafta shal iser, or is it sha'ani toin, when I make the session of, any, of anything I taste, Maybe anything I taste says whatever I taste that comes from these olives and grapes. Well, which one creates the iser on the oil and the wine? So we're not, we haven't been able to answer this. Here we go. So Tashma, she'eni ochal v'she'eni toim. If a person says ultimately again, konam this fruit, that I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to taste. Mutter b'chilufein b'lein. You're permitted to go ahead and eat something that this fruit, these items are exchanged for. Or again, their growths. So what, do you confer, what can you infer from this? I can infer this as well, say that anything that's derived from them, the derivatives, ultimately, again, is going to be Aser. Now, it sounds like, why should it be Aser? Because what is it missing? It's missing Elu. So it must be Elu transforms it into a Chatich Hadith, which creates the derivative prohibition. To which the Yomar says, no, no, no. I be the Lonosin Beresha, Yotze Mehen, no, no, since the beginning of the Brisa wasn't talking about derivatives from the objects, 
The Seifa is also not talking about derivatives from the objects. Okay, still no raya. Tashma, I'm Rabbi Huda. Maisa ba'asra Rabbi Tarfon alai beitz im shnes ba'ashlu imo. Suppose it's now Gemara quotes in the Mishnah. Rabbi Huda said there was a Maisa where one time again someone prohibited a piece of meat, and the meat was cooked with eggs. And Rabbi Tarfon says you can't eat the eggs. You can't eat the eggs because again they had meat flavor. Amrulo imasai. So they said they say back to Rabbi Huda. One second, one second. When did Rabbi Tarfon say you can't eat the eggs? When was that imasai? Bizman shamar basar zeh alai. Oh, we'll say, what's the operative phrase over here? Zeh. Zeh. Because what happens when you say zeh? What happens when you say zeh? It transforms the object into a chaticha de isr, a chavza de isr. Oh, once it's a chavza de isr, then any derivatives from it will be asr as well. Shanodem in adar ben ari ba'akar. Because when you, when you make an adar against something, prohibiting yourself from something, and then it gets mixed with something else, v'yesh bobino same time, and the prohibited object injects flavor into the permitted object, Ultimately, again, the permitted object remains, becomes Aser. To which the Gemara says, you're right. Be'elu lo the dafko. Everyone say, here we go, here we go. Everyone agrees that if you want to create not just an Iser neder, but an Iser chafza, meaning that you want to create that the object itself is Aser. Now, everyone say, what are the ramifications of making the object itself Aser? What's the ramifications of that? that the derivatives of that object becomes Asr as well, everyone agrees you need the word Elu. You need the word Ela. Ela or Elu. Kikami Bailan. So we'll say ultimately again. So what's the question? Kimi Bailan b'she'eni toim. We'll say l'ashnav she'eni toim. Dafka or lo dafka. Ultimately again, does she'eni toim create a derivative l'ashnav or not? Is that necessary or not? So Tashmar, we'll say here we go. Dog, dogim she'eni toim. Person says, dog, dog, I'm not going to taste. Asr bahem, ben gedolim, ben kitanim, ben chaim, ben vushalim. So I'll say, again, you're, you're, you're not allowed to eat big fish, little fish, cooked fish, not cooked fish. Umutr b'taris trufa b'tzir. And you're permitted. Ultimately, again, taris trufa, which is when it's minced up. Ubitzir, I'll say, the brine. Now, the brine is the stuff that comes from the fish. So you see, I'll say that even though what? You're seeing that halach alamaysa, right? Lashon over here is, dag, dog, she'eni toim. And yet, even though you said she'eni toim, you're permitted in the brine, right? In the juice that comes out of the fish. What does that show you? That she'eni toim by itself, she'eni toim by itself, does not create a derivative iser. To which the Gemara says, no, it's not a good raya. Amarava ukvar yatsu mehen. Rava says that halach alamaysa, that could be a case of where the brine already came out of the fish. And therefore, again, I will say, it's not a good raya. So I will say, so in other words, it came out, in other words, the brine came out of the fish before you made the nether. So I will say, so how do we end off? So here's what we know. When you go ahead and you say, this piece of meat, this glass of wine, Elu, Elu creates a chafza shal iser. When it creates a chafza shal iser, anything that comes from the object, flavor, is going to be asr as well. What happens when you just say she'eni toy? Does that create the chafta shal iser? If you take a look at the ran, last two lines of the ran very quickly. So the ran says, when like we just said, when you say elu or ela, you've created a chafta shal iser, and therefore again there is a derivative prohibition as well. Anything that comes from that, including flavor, is going to be aser. The ran writes, however, the ran says ultimately again. When when you when you lashon of any toim, the gemara doesn't resolve it. The gemara doesn't resolve it, and therefore the ran says it remains as a suffix. Now, I say, whenever you have a suffix, how is that going to be resolved? Luchumra, 
L'chumra. So ultimately, again, if you say this piece of meat, everyone agrees this piece of meat ultimately, again, refers to, refers to the meat itself, the gravy, the flavor. If you go ahead and you just say this piece of meat that I will not taste, what level of prohibition does that create? That's ultimately unresolved machlokis, and therefore will rule the chumra. I will say, shkoyach. All right, everyone, Zoom, Shkoyach, everyone, and good Shabbos.